This podcast is sponsored by Lucy Pet and Equus Grooming Products. Okay, so we had a very interesting question um, that came in over the phone. I believe the woman's name was Gail. And Gail has a very neurotic dog, it seems like. But I, you know, I hate to say this, but I think I got a feeling that Gail is part of the problem here just by the, 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 the phone call. Don't take no offense to that, Gail, because you sound like a very nice lady. But I think the dog is picking up on, 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 on your personality, your anxiety a little bit. That being said, the dog has been on all kinds of medicine, I believe even Prozac. Um, it had a problem in, in the doggy daycare a couple of times where the dog was bullied. And now the dog, according to this woman, is very antisocial all around. And they can't get trainers to break the habit. He's on, the dog is on a lot of medication. They're beefing it up to something stronger. And... Um, she doesn't know what to do. She's at her wit's end. But, uh, you know, I'm giving my assessment right there because I listened to it and I know you did. Mm. I kind of think that part of the problem lies in the household. And I and, and I think until that energy changes a little bit, it's not going to change. Yes. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're talking about a dog going on medication already, then there must be a serious problem with the dog. And part of the problem could be the owner and that's hard to communicate that um i mean very rarely if i met a dog we wouldn't we couldn't with behavior modification and medication treat uh i think she has to make sure the thyroid's checked all the blood's checked does it have a brain tumor uh you know is there some underlying medical problem with the dog i don't know if that's really been ruled out i hope it has um, but I think, uh, most dogs can be cured or at least treated. So I know she was mentioning rehoming and sometimes that's the best answer for the dog. It as says, long as it goes to the right home. I yeah. Mean, if it you, gets in the but, right, I think she talked about moving to Europe for six months. I have a feeling that this dog is this woman's baby. And that's why I think it's part of the problem because I think the dog, probably was a maybe bullied in a daycare but i and and again this is speculation so please gail don't be angry with me i'm speculating what i'm hearing and and trying to you know pull out of that phone conversation mm-hmm. i got a feeling that you're her feeling sorry or feeling really bad of how the dog was was you know was intermingled with the other pets heard her probably more than it hurt the dog and her reaction to that made the dog react the way the dog's reacting. Does, does that make yeah. sense to what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing about a dog being bullied at daycare. Listen, there's pecking orders pack and, and there's good daycare and bad daycare. And you've got to make sure I've been to daycares. They have way too many dogs, Joey, way too many dogs in the, in the space because they want the money. So I I think it could even have been a factor that the daycare was too crowded and, you know, and trying a different daycare with the dog, you know, and yes, well, there's going to be dominant dogs in the daycare and more submissive dogs. And they, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. It's funny because daycares, it takes a, a special person 
um, or people to actually run them. Because I am very, I am very anti cage free grooming. I don't like that. There's more than one dog in the salon. They need to be in a in a kennel. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that to be mean or nasty. I'm saying it for safety reasons because I've seen bad things happen. Mm -hmm. But in a daycare where you have one alpha, whether that be a man or a woman that's controlling that room and they know how, mm -hmm. it's amazing to watch because they have full control over the room. But yeah. number one, they have to be paying attention. And number two, they have to be able to control that room. So I think that's mm -hmm. the first thing is, you know, go in and watch and see how the daycare is. If pets are just being left alone in a big room, well, you know what? Something bad is liable to happen. If pets are there and they're being supervised, yes. well, then you need to like, supervise. Go supervision. Exactly. Yes. No, no. A squirt bottle, if one dog's being a little bit too aggressive or assertive, you can squirt them. And you're right. So it may be that the daycare is not right. And it's true when she's tried all these different medications. Listen, I've put dogs on Xanax. I've put dogs on Prozac. I've put dogs on Buspar. And some dogs really respond to those medications. But you have to do behavior modification, Joey. You can't just medicate the dog and then not work with the trainer as well. well she was saying, damn, and, 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 I, and I wish I could remember what medicine she said, but they had the pet on some type of antidepressant. Xanax, I believe. It, it, okay, it, it was Xanax. It was Xanax. And it, it, it had the reverse effect. That's is, right. Is that normal? It can. Okay. It can. I've seen that. I've seen it work for the dogs. Just depends on the dog. But again, medicine has to be used with behavior modification. You can't just drug the dog that you've got to do, you know, change the behavior, positively so, reinforce good and, and ignore bad. So let me, um, this is the twofold question. So I'm going to ask you the first part. Should a, a veterinarian work with a behaviorist or a trainer on a specific dog, be able to communicate? So professional to professional would mm -hmm. that make it easier well the best case scenario is to have a veterinarian that is a behaviorist so that veterinarian go. can also do the behavior modification and prescribe the drugs so, so like a specialist so like anything else it's, it's another form of a specialist where if i'm not if i'm my general practitioner does not um if that's not their strong point i should find someone to solve that problem. I mean, you know, it's just like with humans, psychiatrists can pre pre prescribe drugs, but psychologists cannot. So you have the trainers, Joe Blow trainer that can't prescribe drugs, but veterinarians can. And so you could, if you want to prescribe drugs, work with a trainer who can't, who you think knows what they're doing, or you can go to a veterinarian who is a board certified behaviorist and he can do both. Does that make gotcha. sense? Okay, it does. So that that actually answered both both my questions in one question. Because mm -hmm. what I my what I was going to say is, should you put the trainer in touch with the veterinarian? Yeah, yeah. And if and, and then if um you say yes, how do you do that? I mean, because yeah. it, you know, I I I hate to say this, and it's, it's not so much now, but it seems like sometimes veterinarians don't want to talk to um the other um professionals, whether it be the gro a groomer or a trainer. 
And I get it. We, you know what? Mm-hmm. We didn't go through what you guys went through. You guys went through a lot of schooling and, 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 and you're doing things that, you know, we're cutting hair and they're training. Not that that's not important, but it, it, it doesn't take the, um, how could I say, the effort to, um, to, to, you know, like it would be a doctor. But I mean, I look at it like this. I chose to be a vet. I chose to go to vet school, but that doesn't make me a better person than you because you didn't choose that. You're just as smart as I am, but I have more expertise because I chose that path. Our producer, Sue, who's amazing, she could have been a vet, but she didn't choose that route. So I think that's where I, I'm humble about it. Um, and I think some vets feel kind of entitled that, you know, they're uppity because they did that, but that was their choice. You know, it doesn't mean you're a better person. And don't get me wrong. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's doesn't happen all the time, but it does. It's still, it's funny. It's, it still happens. Um, and, yeah. you know, um, and, and I think that that we're getting kind of getting off um, topic. Here, yeah, but, that's um, okay. So I what does this I... woman, what does this woman do? You know, cause she's, we, we, we kind of talked in a circle, but I, I don't know if we can even answer that question. I mean, it's hard just from the voicemail like that. I think she'd have to go get a second opinion from a board certified veterinarian that can prescribe that, drugs and also behavior. do the training. Yes. That's what I would recommend she does. Correct. How does she find, how, how do you find the, um, you just a, go, a you just type it in the, just Google search it board certified veterinarian and behavior and it'll come right up. Okay. So, I, yeah. I think, I think that's a good answer then. Because, yeah. I mean, um, that's what, that's what I would recommend because I just think just do, she never talked about behavior modification or training. Did she? No, she never, she didn't mention she was doing any kind of training. No, she did. Um, she went to multiple trainers. Um, there were two phone calls. Um, she, she, she left two phone calls, one after okay. the other. Um, on, on the first phone call, she talked about that the dog has been to numerous trainers. And, oh, okay. And it can't, it, it, the, the problem doesn't get solved. But you know as well as I do, you can go through trainers every single day. But if you're not following, you know, the, the person has to be trained as much as the dog does. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, dogs aren't going to, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's like me being on a diet. Um, if, if, um, it's very Twinkie. easy. It's Twinkie. exactly. It's very easy to get off track. But if Christine is here, you know, she's keeping me on track, keeping me on point. Okay, you what? You're really gonna eat that? You know? And then okay. But it's the same thing with with the dog. If 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 the dog is home and you're not keeping it on point, it don't matter. It's like okay, you know what? I'll be good here. It's like me going to school, and then you know when 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 certain teachers took control and others didn't. And and I was that person that you didn't take control. I was running the roost. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, the best advice I could say to a woman like that, who I do think um, is uh, not overly attached to the dog, but I think that that dog in someone else's hands would be better. I think she's um, imparting some of her nervous energy onto the dog. Um, and so, yeah, I think she needs to to talk to a, a vet who's a behaviorist, and that that's what I would recommend. This is to Grandma of two. She asked, uh, "Megacolon, is it curable without surgery?" So, megacolon is um, something that we see in cats. 
colon is the last part of the bowel before you poop. Okay, that's your large bowel, but the very last part of your bowel. Your bowel is very long. Lots that's the part of, we see? Lots of bowel. No, you don't see. That's your rectum. But okay. preceding the rectum is called the colon. Okay. okay? And um, there's conditions in cats usually where they get constipated or obstipated and they get what's called mega colon. Mega means large. And the colon gets distended and they can't poop. Uh, so there is treatment without surgery. So, so what is it? Is it like a tube and when you pull it, 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 it gets narrow? No. So, so think of intestines are, yeah, yeah. are like tubes. And the large, there's the small intestine, duodenum, jejunum, ileum. Then it goes into the cecum. Then it goes into the large intestine. And the last part of the large intestine is called your colon. That's where the stool is formed. You know, in the beginning, it's slush. So and why the, can't it come out? Because the colon gets distended it loses the motility, you know, to push it through. Oh, I got you. So it, it's so it, the stool gets like a big log in there and they can't push it out. So we have to give them enemas and all this. So the way you can treat it without surgery is by giving them the stuff called lactulose, which helps soften the stool so they don't get constipated. And they have My to My grandmother be used to take that. Hey, people get people get mega colon. Dogs can get it too. Uh, constipation, you know, as people get older, you hear about that. Your bowels change, and you know, you 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 lose the ability for your motility to push that out. So it's not uncommon in cats. And so, yeah, I mean, I would always recommend doing medication before I would do. Uh, surgery and you know something which you can add to your pet's diet for fiber take a guess something that you would be seeing around halloween or thanksgiving pumpkin yes you can add just raw wow, pumpkin to guess. your pet's diet good guess and uh, that's fiber and that will help them do they like uh, pumpkin i never uh, yeah have pumpkin. yeah yeah they don't they I know like the squirrels it. do yeah you let, I put my jack-o-lanterns outside and they eat the face out of it see so yeah, so she can try adding pumpkin, lactulose, high fiber diet. She could do a lot of things before um, she has to do surgery. So. Okay. That's I a... love the questions, and and we we got we're gonna do another live. Uh, we're gonna do another live Instagram where hopefully you get to come on. Doctor Joey Unleashed at gmail.com. People are spending so much money on their pets, Joey. So what did I develop to help them? The medical minute. I mean, it, which is which is great because listen, your medical tips have helped me so much. Um, you know, save money. So now you could share it with everyone. I recommend pet proofing your home and yard, especially if you just got a new kitten or puppy. And every couple of months do this because things change in your household and you can prevent a serious problem. Now, pet proofing would include going around and making sure that you're storing medication, your medication and their medication and all chemicals out of your pet's reach. Also make sure that there aren't any candles that they can get to. 
Go around your perimeter. Make sure that all the fences and gates are secure. Look to see that they can't squeeze out anywhere or dig under a gate. Know the list of poisonous plants and make sure there aren't any in your yard. Now, I recommend getting down on all fours. I said it, but you don't have to bark. And you want to see from their vantage point the trouble that they can get into. Do that on a regular basis. You're going to prevent a serious problem and even save your pet's life. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more free vet advice. And, you know, we're pretty entertaining, aren't we, Joey? I think so. I definitely think so. And make sure that you like and share. That's that's really important. And give us questions. We want questions. We want to know what you want us to talk about. So you can email your questions to Doc and Joey Unleashed at gmail.com. Yeah.